Welcome to NIL Undressed. Today we are talk we are taking a trip to Pennsylvania, the home of the Whiteout, the Nittany Lions, to talk to an athlete that is a big part, maybe the biggest part of why they refer to Penn State as Happy Valley. Nikki Romano is a sophomore on the Penn State University dance team, which has a history of excellence with three national championships. Nikki, welcome to NIL Undressed. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Uh, I got to hit you with some rapid fire questions to get us going, right? Favorite Penn State tradition? That's got to be the We Are chant. I mean, you kind of hear it everywhere. I've been in different countries, different states. And if you're wearing Penn State, you know, someone will come up to you and be like, We are. And you'll just go, Penn State. And it's just a really cool experience. Even some of my friends that are wearing Penn State that don't even go there, they'll get hit with that. And it's just such a unique thing for the school. So I really love that. That's cool. And it's global too. So that's really cool. It is. All right. If I'm taking a trip to campus, what is the go-to restaurant that I have to, I have to go in and eat at and what do I order? Okay. So this is going to sound crazy, but I've never actually had like a sit down um, dinner at any restaurant at Penn state yet, but my favorite restaurant to go to is called Kondu. It's like um, poke bowls, hibachi, that type of stuff, but it's quick and easy. Um, but you could also sit there and, you know, with people and there's tables and whatever. But um, I always make my own poke bowl and they have like so many options. So I really love that. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Best part about being on the Penn State dance team. There's just so many things I could say, but the first thing that probably comes to mind is having 23 automatic sisters. Um, We're so close and we're such a tight um, and just close group. And um, the love and support we have for one another is unmatched. There's nothing like it. And it just keeps growing. And also like the alumni even that has come through the team, like that I didn't even get the opportunity to dance with. You could still feel the love from them. And everyone's just so close. Once you're on this team, like your family forever. And I honestly think that's what I love the most about it um, because it's just, it's so special. Um, I also just love being in Beaver Stadium, being on the field um, because not a lot of people get the opportunity to do that. And it's just such an unreal feeling, like just looking around the whole stadium and just getting that perspective. It's just truly so special. Yeah, that's I mean, because how many people does that stadium see? A lot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's got to rival like the Michigan, Ohio State. So it's it's yeah. probably 90 to 100,000. Yeah, there's been like 110,000 at our games this past season. So it's it's truly crazy. Yeah, that's wild. That's got to be a cool experience. Yeah, for sure. All right. So when you started in dance, right, um, did you ever think that you would be competing at the collegiate level? Was that like a goal or? Um, so I actually started off as a soccer player. So my path definitely shifted um, in middle school. So my sister was a competitive dancer. and. Okay. My mom would take me to her competitions and I was like, oh, that looks cool. I want to do it because I always loved like the show Dance Moms and um, I always kind of wanted to do it. A lot of my friends did it. So my mom 
put me in some classes and then I ended up trying out for a studio to dance competitively, um, which I grew up doing. And um, I grew to love it at um, like on the bat. I wasn't the best. I had like my work cut out for me, definitely, because soccer and dance are not yeah. similar. No, 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 no. Um, but it did take a lot of time, work, but, um, once I started getting into like sophomore year of high school, that's when I was like, okay, I want to, I want to dance in college. I can't see myself just stopping one day and starting basically a new life. Cause I don't know life without dance. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, so I started researching sophomore year of high school, um, started watching like nationals clips, trying to get a feel of which teams I liked and, you know, but I always was drawn to Penn state. Um, like I remember sitting and watching their nationals live when I was a sophomore, junior, senior in high school. Um, and I just like, I fell in love with this team. I didn't know if it would become my reality, but I'm happy it did obviously, but yeah. So it was always a thought, but Definitely. If you asked me if I was younger, I would have said I was going to be a soccer player. I was going to do that for the rest of my life. Well, and and middle school is really kind of late to start in the dance world, right? I mean, most yeah. of those girls start, you know, when they're seven, eight years old, yeah. all the way up. Right. So, yeah, it was it was hard, but I always for some reason, I think it was, I genuinely think it was because I was watching Dance Moms when I was younger, which sounds crazy, but I would always watch the show every Tuesday night with my mom. And then I would try to do the things that I saw on the TV in the living room. And honestly, like I, I was not doing it properly, but I was getting it. Yeah. And I, I was naturally like flexible and stuff like that. So you know, I, it was hard. It was hard to keep up with the girls that have been dancing since they were two years old and competitively since they were like seven, but you know. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of athleticism that goes into it. People don't, you know, people don't give it, give it credit for sure. So right, it's, it's a lot. It's not as easy as it may look. So the, the typical, I guess the day in the life, right? Because you, I mean, you have practice, you have games, you have competitions, you have uh, social life, you have school, you have appearance. I'm sure you do appearances and all that as well. So you're you're almost busier than the you know the the football team, the basketball team, you know the the field hockey, lacrosse, and all that kind of stuff. Right. How do you balance all of that? So, yes, like you said, we have a lot of things going on. It's different from high school where I would just go to dance and we'd be preparing for the competition that's in five, six months in the spring. Um, but now, like, you might have a football game on the weekend. And then when it gets closer to the winter, you might have a basketball game on Friday and then a football game on Saturday and then a nationals practice on Sunday. So it's just pretty much spreading it out through the week. Um, my coach does a really good job making sure that we're all, we know exactly what's going on when we come into practice, what we're learning maybe that day, because we do a different routine for each game or event. So um, how many do you have to know at one time? 
Um, usually maybe like two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the season, um, that in between where basketball and football kind of overlap, that's where it gets a little tough on the brain. Cause you're like, Oh, which dance is it tonight? You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, no, we spread out practice really well. Um, we'll learn like basketball one day and then maybe football the next day. And we practice for three hours. So it's a lot you can do in three hours, especially now that we're older and we're trained heavily, like we pick up very fast um, and you're expected to pick up very fast. So um, we get through everything and we make sure everything's close to perfect and just happy with the way we're representing our team and ourselves at the end of the day. Absolutely. Well, keeping that type of schedule again, along with, you know, having a social life and school, I mean, cause let's not forget we're, we're also there to get an education and, right. and now you throw NIL in. that's probably why you haven't actually had a sit down dinner at yeah. a restaurant on campus. Like it's not yeah. for lack of want, it's just for, for lack of time to be able to do so. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's, pretty manageable to balance school. Um, a lot of my friends on the team have crazy hard majors, um, but we have like a lot of resources that we're able to use with tutors and academic centers and all of that stuff, which we do utilize, um, which is very good and helps us, you know, with our schoolwork and all of that stuff. So. Absolutely. All right. So you were on campus and IL, you know, is, is live. Um, what was the talk among, you know, the athletes in general and and not just football, but, you know, the basketball, some of the female sports and all that. And then what were the thoughts about the, uh, of your teammates on the dance team? What did, what did they initially think about it? Yeah. So personally for me, when I came in freshman year, I didn't know too much about NIL and I didn't really think that it would be something that I could take on. I mostly thought it was just for football and basketball, like strictly. Um, So when opportunities started coming along and the talk of maybe wanting to do NIL, I was interested. I just didn't really know like what it was. Um, So after I did like research and I was hearing people and also seeing people on campus, what they're doing, that really helped me to get an understanding of what NIL is. And I think a lot of people that I'm around athlete wise are very interested in NIL because it's such an amazing thing at the end of the day. Um, It's just something that you like should want to do for yourself. If you don't want to do it, like don't force it upon yourself, but it is an amazing opportunity that's out there for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So when did you decide to go all in and, and, and participate in it? So I really started wanting to this year. Uh, Last year, I was trying to just figure out freshman year. Um, Being on Penn State campus, it's huge. And there's a lot to figure out. Um, And also with the team, I wanted to just have my year to figure everything out. Um, I did things like here and there last year, definitely towards the end of the year. Um, But now that I'm comfortable, and I'm kind of just trying to figure out what's the next step, what else I want to do. So now I feel like I'm really trying to um, get involved and get into it. I have like a meeting tomorrow with a company that I'm looking to do stuff with um, to help me through NIL because I 
I don't know if I necessarily want to take that on by myself, but I know there's like yeah. other people that know a lot more and know what's going to be good for me. Like I, I obviously know what's good for myself, but they can ha- kind of help guide me Yeah. Um, in what I should kind of do in that pathway. So I think that'll be really good for me as well. Um, kind of having some sort of direction to go in, but yeah, I'm definitely trying to take on more this year. Absolutely. So what are some of the deals that you've been able to kind of secure so far? Um, tell us about, about those and how they came about. So my favorite one that I have done was probably with roots. It's, um, like healthy food and, it was something I ate all the time last year and still do. Um, it's quick, it's healthy, and it's easy. Um, but I did a deal with them where I was kind of like an ambassador. So I had to just post that, hey, like, come get your roots, bull. Like, it's amazing. And um, it was just a great deal. Like, the people that I was working with were so nice. And the best part about them was, like, they – understood that I was an athlete and I have a different schedule than most people. And maybe I don't want to post on my feed all the time of me holding like a salad or something. That's not really how I post. So the understanding of like making something that was for Nikki Romano, not for like an athlete, but for me and like what works for me. So I thought that was really cool. Like they sat down with me on a zoom and they were like, okay, tell us a little about you, how you like to do things. And then we can go from there. So I thought that was really nice. And I, I loved doing that. Absolutely. So how did that one come about? Did you find them? Did they find you? Yeah. So I, um, I've had, I followed them and then they followed me back on, I don't remember if it was TikTok or Instagram, but one of the two. And I was like, oh, Roots followed me. That's weird, I guess. I I was like, why is Roots following me? So then I was like, okay, like whatever. And then my best friend on the team was like, you know, I saw this girl doing NIL for them and like doing a deal with them. Like you should reach out to them. And I was like, oh, maybe like, aren't companies supposed to reach out to you? Like, I feel like they would want to reach out to me if they wanted to work with me. She was like, just do it. So I ended up just reaching out to them and I was like, Hey, like, I don't know if you have some sort of program, but I would love to work with you. And they were like, absolutely. Like we, we would love that. So I'm, I'm glad I, I put myself out there because I would have never known to do that. Absolutely. And then, yeah. So then I scheduled a zoom with them and we had a meeting and it just went from there, but that was definitely really cool. Well, I think that's the biggest misconception. I mean, you nailed it is that um, you have to be proactive, right? You have to let them know that that there's an interest. And some of these companies, this, you know, the smaller businesses, and they don't know really how to use NIL at right. this point to help market their, you know, their products or their brand. And so it takes a lot of times the athlete helping present the opportunity and show them why it makes sense. And, uh, and what we've seen is there's a lot of, a lot of companies will, once they understand it, will go ahead and, and, you know, dip their toes in and try it out. Right. And for me and NIL and any sort of deal I do, because I used to do like influencing when I was in high school because of TikTok, 
Um, I had a TikTok account that did fairly well and I would do stuff with like clothing and, you know, accessory brands and that stuff in high school. So I kind of like knew sort of the brand deal concept and stuff. Yeah. Um, But I definitely wanted to make sure like in college and with NIL, I was doing things that like made sense for me and not just did things to, you know, get money out of it or to get free stuff and that I didn't need. And like, I'm kind of just at that mindset where I'm like with NIL because I'm so careful about it because I had that experience in high school, but not just picking up things and opportunities that come my way, but I don't necessarily agree with or that I don't need. And that just doesn't work with who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I feel like people tend to like forget that you're a person at the end of the day too. So I just, I'm just trying to be very careful with what I agree to do and what I, what I want to do at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Making sure that, that your values and that company's values align and it's a product that you actually use and all of that versus just taking, you know, a deal because they're throwing some money at you. Right. Right. For sure. And I think that's one of the the most important parts that people tend to forget about for sure, because there's a lot of deals influencing that I've done in the past. And I'm, I look back and I'm like, why did I, why did I do that? I, I don't know why I did that because I like, for me, for example, I would never probably take on a deal. That's like about like protein powder. Cause I don't, I don't take protein powder. Right. But like if it, if I that came towards me in high school, I probably would have because I don't know any better. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So if you're, you know, you're t- back in high school, knowing what you know now about NIL um, and you're being recruited, what would you look for in a university as it relates to NIL and then outside of NIL? Like what would your decision making criteria be for for both? Yeah. So. I love that there's a lot of opportunity at Penn State with a lot of things, whether it's companies or whether it's student run sort of companies too. I've done even stuff with like um, student companies, which I think is really cool. So I think that's something I would definitely look for, just opportunity and just being able to maybe go in this direction or in that direction, just having multiple ways to go and multiple um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but just like to be versatile, I guess, like yeah. um, just have those opportunities because I don't ever want to be like confined to one thing. Um, so I think that's a huge thing. And obviously Penn State being such a big school, you know, there's going to be opportunity everywhere. So I think that's really cool about my school um, personally. And I, I wouldn't change the way I, um, went about choosing Penn State at all because I think it's the best decision I've ever made. Um, but definitely just having a wide range of opportunity for sure. And, and I think Penn State too, the community around the university is so strong. Like yes. everyone's bought in and it's it's they're like codependent on each other, right? Like the right. university needs that community, but the community also needs the university. And so uh, yeah. Because of that relationship, there's there's opportunities. Right. For sure. What advice would you give high school and, and college athletes that are maybe freshmen and, and haven't done really anything at NIL 
as they start to focus on brand building and positioning themselves for, for possible NIL deals? Yeah, I would, I would say like, take your time into it. There's no need to rush yourself into anything. I, like I said, like for me, like I had a lot of things coming my way last year that I just felt I wasn't ready for. So I think it's just about taking your time and really thinking about what you want to do. And if you want to take on NIL, if someone doesn't want to take on NIL, but they're getting opportunities, I think that's totally fine. Like, I think you have to want to do it um, in order. It's only fair for the brand as well that you want to do it. Um, But I would also just say, like, be yourself because you don't want to be someone you're not because that's the brands wouldn't be reaching out to you if they didn't like what they were seeing out of you. So I think just keeping yourself through the whole thing and being unique and kind of just having fun with it because yeah, it's sort of a job, but it's also like you have, you're still a kid. You have to have fun and just know that you're still an athlete at the end of the day and you're still a kid and don't like be too serious on yourself. But obviously these NIL deals are amazing. They're here for a reason. And I think that it's something that people should get involved in. I really think it's beneficial, but I I think you have to want to do it and you, you should build the deals that fit with you, that suit with your values. And, um, that's really important, not only for you, but also for the brand. So you said something that I that I really like there, where you said you have to know yourself and then be unique. Mm-hmm. And that's great advice. But then we also have this world of social media where it you, you feel like you need to fit into, right. you know, a certain box or or so how um how do you do that? How do you do that in this, you know, age of social media where I feel like I have to replicate what that person's doing in order to have that success. Um, how do you be unique and, and find yourself, especially at a younger age? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's definitely times where I get down on myself, obviously. and uh, But I think I found my self-confidence for sure last year in college. Um, I feel like in high school, I tried to be kind of like everyone else and social media did play a big part on who I was in high school. And I think also the whole thing with TikTok and the, the influencing I was doing, it did like kind of change me or not change me, but like, I was definitely different. I feel like I kind of lost myself through all of that because it didn't feel real in a sense. And I was, it was such a shift and what I was doing day to day. And that now in college, everyone's doing brand deals nowadays. Everyone's doing NIL. And it's just about like how you want to be perceived. Like I, I always think about how I want people to look at me. Like I want to be a strong woman and I want to be like, I want to be someone that other people are going to look up to. So I always try to go back to my roots and my values and, you know, how I was raised and at the end of the day and like social media is just, it's a lot these days, but I think there's also so much good to it that people tend to forget about. There's definitely good and bad. There's good and bad to everything, but it's just, you have to self-reflect. I, that's what I think personally. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And, and 
knowing that whatever your uniqueness is and whoever you are, there's, there's people that are going to align with that. Right. Uh, and, and so you don't have to worry about, you know, everyone turning their back on you. Right. Because there's, there are people out there that are into the same stuff you're into and, and will follow you. And at the end of the day, you're not trying to be everything to everybody. You're trying to find your followers and build that relationship. And that's a, that's kind of a unique uh, opportunity, unique relationship. Right. So yeah, like you said, it's your following and yeah, that might be your friends, your family and whatever, but there's a lot of people that I don't know that obviously follow me. And sometimes I sit back and I'm like, okay, why do these people follow me? Is it because of my fashion? Is it because of dance? Is it, but it could be a lot of things, but um, at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. Like I do want to influence in fashion. That's something I'm interested in. And I do want to showcase dancing and inspire people, but also for my future, I want to be a choreographer. So building that now and getting that sort of um, recognition and following, like that's obviously very important as well. Um, But yeah, just showing who you are and not trying to be anyone else is so, so important because I found myself doing that in high school and it, it doesn't work and it's and you're not going to be in a happy place at the end of the day. Absolutely. So, yeah. And I, and I think the other thing you hit on just now and, you know, you want to be a choreographer. So how can you use NIL and, you know, social media to build that following, but also give you and create opportunities for when you're you know done with school so that, you know, opportunities that you may not have had as soon uh, without, you know, being able to, to get out there and, and, um, use, you know, leverage NIL to create them. Right. I think that's such a huge thing too, because building these relationships with people, I, my mom always told me, you never know who you're going to meet along the way that maybe you're going to find in the future. And that's going to help you with something or, you know what I mean? Like there's just so many instances where that can happen. And like, I've, I've always heard people, um, knowing someone briefly and then in the future they offer them a job. So it's, it's things like that. It's like building relationships with people, especially companies and stuff like that, I think is very important because you don't know what that's going to turn into in the future and representing yourself the best, um, way possible is just so, so important. Absolutely. All right. Who are some of the athletes that when you uh, look at NIL and and what they're doing with social media and all that, who who are some of the athletes that you look up to? Well, the first athlete that I kind of knew that was doing NIL was Libby Dunn, LSU Gymnastics. She's obviously huge. And I know she does like a lot of influencing and stuff like that. So I kind of knew a lot about what she was doing. And that's kind of how I first like kind of knew that NIL was a thing because she has such a huge following and stuff like that. So I definitely saw some of her stuff and I was like, she's doing amazing things that are about NIL. And obviously she's way, way up there, but I, it's possible at the end of the day for anyone because she didn't just have that. Like she had to, you know, climb up and get up there. So 
I think that's really cool to see people like that um, that are so big in NIL now um, and just how they kind of started. Because if you go back, like they didn't just it didn't just happen one day. Right. So I think it's just it's also about like being patient with NIL, too, Um, because once you get into it and then more comes coming your way, the opportunities are endless. It's crazy. Absolutely. And like Livy's created a whole new life Life. that I mean, who would have thought was possible for a college gymnast to create? Exactly. That's that's why I mentioned her, because when I think about it, it's just crazy to me how that and it's happened for multiple people. It's it's, It's just it's crazy how NIL can kind of shift your life that way. It's crazy. Absolutely. Hey, Nikki, how, uh, thank you for spending time with us. How can people, if they're looking to follow you, how how can they, where can they find you? And what are your, what are your handles? Yeah. So my Instagram is Nikki, N-I-K-K-I dot Romano. Um, my TikTok is Nikki Roro or Def Not Nikki Roro. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. That's where you can find me. Awesome. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for joining us again on NIL Undressed. As always, every like, subscribe, and share is greatly appreciated.